At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midlin in the house. Kelly, good morning. So much happening. Right now, as we get on air, you have any action in these two soccer matches right no, now? No, I do not have any action. What do you got? A couple uh, draws? No, I got I got the draw first half and full game in the Senegal-Ecuador game. And then I have the over in the Netherlands-Qatar-Qatar game that is taking place concurrently. And again, these are the third games now. Beginning today, these are the third games of the group stage. So they play both group games concurrently. Both of these have just begun. And, of course, four hours from now, Group B, which means USA-Iran. Must-win situation for the United States of America. Paul Carr will be with us uh, to talk about that, as will Chris Felica. We'll talk college football rankings with Chris Felica and Pete Futak. Very spirited that ought to be. Coming up on the show, JVT, NBA, Kai McKeon on college basketball. We'll have to work in a uh, cocaine bear deep dive preview. Kelly was obsessed with this... uh, Release of this new motion picture. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to get into that. Big time. College football guessing lines with Kelly as well. So much to get to. Um, let us first congratulate. Can we congratulate Matt Humans? Matt Humans, your, yeah. bets, your bets giving champion. Golf, golf clap. Golf from clap Matt from Kelly Bill. Golf clap from Matt Humans. Uh, well done, sir. Uh, I would rate the, uh, I would, you know, the level of excitement last night as, uh, you know, pretty exciting. Pal- just <laughs> Yes, you could just feel it in the air. Um, it, so the, the, the top four going into yesterday, which was humans, Greg Peterson, Thule, and us. Us Thule was gone because he had the Colt, he, in his prop, he had the Colts scoring first. And it was Colts scoring first, Colts winning. So when the Colts didn't score first, he was effectively done. We were effectively done by halftime. Not effectively, we were done by halftime. Yeah. Because we had Jonathan Taylor scoring in each half at plus 650. Got to took a shot. Taylor did score in the second half. Didn't in the first. We were we were cooked by halftime. I, I mean, friendly competition amongst everybody here at VEASAN. Always fun. But I, I you know I sent you that text. That Taylor fumbled the one yard line. Can you oh, bet? Had we our lost bet, on that? Because our prop. That, oh. I mean, we would I, we would have won. I mean, a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. We would have won. 
it, it would turn. It turns out if we hit that prop, yeah. which it was Jonathan Taylor to score in both the first and second half at plus six fifty. So yeah, halftime we were dead. He didn't score the first half. He scored quickly after halftime, and then a fumble at the one yard line. But of, of the forty five seconds that it took us to come up with our prop, at like second twenty eight, didn't we briefly consider Taylor to score twice? Yeah. And if we had lost on that fumble, which we'll get into momentarily, that would have been something. So then it came down to humans versus Peterson versus the football podcast. And I'll tell you why. Because humans had humans had Matt Ryan under one and a half touchdowns as his prop. Greg Peterson had over three and a half field goals. Greg Peterson had his prop cash in the first half already. It was a field goal fest. They already had four field goals in the first half. So Greg Peterson was just playing defense at that point. But then the uh, the football podcast, which is Dan Burke and Michael Palm, is that correct? Yes. They had to go into overtime at 11-1, to 1, so they would have snaked it from everybody had it gone to overtime. So basically you had a situation at the end where the Colts were driving down 7, 24-17. If nothing happens... Humans takes it because Ryan has under one and a half touchdown passes. He only had one at that point. But if he gets the second, he's out, and Greg Peterson would win. But then it could go to overtime, and the Pro Football Podcast would have won. Anyway, bottom line, Matt Humans wins it by pennies over Greg Peterson. Congratulations. Is that a good recap? Yeah. Okay. That was a great recap. You sound very excited by it. That was a great recap. Congratulations, Matt Humans. I think we're all looking forward to the next one. Yes, we are. Bet's Christmas. Bet's Kana. That's Nuka. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> no? It's not yeah, Bet's Nuka? It off the tongue. <laughs> Bet's Nuka. Um, all right. As far as that game last night, uh, what a work of art that was, huh? Yeah. Steelers 24, Colts 17, and Mike Tomlin's dream of never having a losing season is alive. Kenny Pickett, 20 for 28 for 174, uh, 32 rushing yards for him. This was a tale of four quarters three of which were utterly dominated by the Steelers, first, second, and fourth, and the Colts dominated the third. So the Colts look absolutely listless and lifeless in the, uh, in the first half, but then they came out in the, uh, in the third quarter with a Dallas Flowers 89-yard kickoff return, and then Taylor went in from two to cut the uh, Steelers' lead to 16-10, actually took a lead at 17-16 late in the third quarter, did the Colts, but then they couldn't stop Pittsburgh after an 11-play, 75-yard drive for Pittsburgh to uh, start the fourth quarter, or at least go from the third uh, end of the third into the fourth. Steelers uh, got the two-point conversion, and they held on the rest of the way. The, the real takeaway, I guess, from this game is, since we have to have one, well, a couple takeaways. One, the Colts, who, of all the things we got right, you and I, in the preseason, oh boy, high on Minnesota, I mean, we were right about a lot of things. Tampa Bay's going to stink. You know what we weren't right about? The Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. I guess I didn't realize how bad Matt Ryan has become. Now, I get it. He's always been Matty Ice, and he's always faltered in, in key situations late in games. But he's, he has tons of counting stats in his career, right? So he's not, he's not been a sucky quarterback. He's just been the guy that couldn't get it done when it mattered. But, man... And Troy Aikman deserves a big shout-out because Troy Aikman, who used to be very vanilla on air, at some point last year he decided, I am going to start criticizing people because if Tony Romo is this big of a deal, watch this. 
And so remember he did it in the Eagles playoff game where he really was criticizing the Eagles. He was all over the Colts offense, and appropriately so yesterday. Even the plays they were running, like what were they expecting them to get? Oh, it's third and 14. Here's a little five-yard uh, yeah. dump off. So they just look awful. Just awful. The offensive playbook feels very limited. Very limited. And I don't know if that's Jeff Saturday. I don't know if that's just what they feel they can actually accomplish on offense right now. I don't know. Well, it was also this weird thing. Also, he's pointing out, and Aikman was a little confused. He was like, why are the receivers, like, stopping in the middle of their patterns? Right. It happened more than once last night. They got to keep running. So there's part that, then there's part, like, Ryan just making the ridiculous decisions that aren't going to get you to the sticks all the time. They're barely throwing the ball downfield. That's the Colts side of it. The Steelers' side of it might be a little more interesting, which is, are we severely underrating the Pittsburgh Steelers? Not all severely. Let's, let's remove the words, word severely. But are we somewhat underrating the Pittsburgh Steelers? In other words, on guessing lines yesterday, I was a little surprised. And again, it's sight, when sight unseen happens in guessing lines, we kind of just do it to do it because we know the outcome on a Monday night is going to change our thinking. But the Steelers have played a lot of tough defenses, and... That has definitely informed their record. And now the schedule kind of opens up for them. Might they be a play-on team here moving forward? Um, yeah, I think that's the way to phrase it. Yeah, play, are they a play on, bet-on team? Yeah, I think they could be. I, I think they could be. And, and look, I think it makes sense that they are getting better as the season goes on, right? Get more experience for Kenny Pickett. He's getting more comfortable not only in the offense but just in the NFL in general. You get you get Watt back, right? You're You're, you're getting – Better and healthier as the season goes on. So I, I think, yeah. Uh, and also, this might be the week to do it, right? Neither you or I bet this uh, uh, bet on them this past night, but they're on the uh, they're on the road in Atlanta this week. Who I would say, if you think Pittsburgh's on the rise, Atlanta's kind of on the decline from what we saw earlier in the year. And you got Steelers catching one and a half points, which you know screams teaser to me. <sighs> well, that, that's why I was getting at because I feel like this is the first week. Because usually what I, what I would say on guessing lines, I would follow that instinct all week, and I was really good about staying consistent with it this year. I feel like this might be the first week where I go against some of my initial instincts. Mm. And Pittsburgh might be uh, the beginning of that after their performance last night. By performance, I get it. They're playing the Colts. But still, Mike Tomlin's chances to get to a uh, non-losing record remain alive. I, the the – I don't know what you're saying though about the Colts and like being able to predict this. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna sit here like and nobody expected what we what we're seeing out of this Colts team and this Broncos team to be as bad as they were. There is nobody out there that said those two quarterbacks were gonna go to those teams with the teams as they were constructed, and either one of these teams were gonna be nearly as bad as they are. Jeff Parlay thought they wouldn't be as good as as, as most people thought. But yeah, I don't think even he thought they would stink like this. And then of course no one could have predicted the Jeff Saturday. Hey, you you know, the the Frank Reich, you're not allowed to play Matt Ryan. I can't get now Jeff that. Saturday, you are allowed to play him because I like you better as a human being, apparently. It's all, it's all I thing. think about when I watch their games. Yeah. I'm like, how is Matt Ryan back in? Like, we're doing this? This is okay. This is okay. All right. Sure. It cost them millions if he doesn't pass a physical next year. Um, okay, some other news and notes around uh, sports. Auburn hiring the best fit, as they call it, choosing Hugh Freeze as their next coach. Controversy always off the field with him. Most SEC thing ever. Hugh Freeze, your new coach at Auburn. Deion Sanders said yesterday, you see this coming? That yeah. a uh, report stating that Colorado has offered him its head coaching job is true. And that he's also received interest from other schools. 
That's uh, look. I think for Colorado, that would be an amazing hire, right? I mean, a pro a program that has lacked national attention for a long time. I think there's still some. I I still think there. It's a place you can re, you could recruit kids. You could build that back up to be to be a destination they want to go to. And Dion is a name and a personality you can throw on that program that can attract some big time recruits. There. Does Dion is a serious question? Does Dion want to leave an HBCU to go to a? I don't know to go to Colorado of all places. I don't know, and he's you know he said that himself, right? Like he isn't. I, I, what I think is fascinating about this, and maybe this is kind of the, some of the new wave of coaches we're going to see with Saturday and Deion Sanders, right, is him just openly answering the question from the reporter. Yeah, I've gotten offers. Here's what they are. Tracy Edmonds going from babyface to Deion Sanders. Still don't get it. That's just a thing for me, Kelly. I don't expect <laughs> you to react to that kind of comment. It's very perplexing to me. We'll come back. We'll talk college basketball with Kai McKeon from Three Man Weave. And then World Cup talk with Paul Carr and Chris Velika. It's coming up. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prompt call one 800-522-4700. Uh, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Michigan quarterback Kate McNamara entering the transfer portal. That brings to end uh, an interesting saga of his at Michigan where he he led Jim Harbaugh and the team to their first win over Ohio State in a conference championship last year. Then it was a uh, competition with J.J. McCarthy to begin this season. And Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh with a strange decision to be like, we're going to alternate starts. 
So McNamara got the first one, then J.J. McCarthy got the second one. I forgot about Kate that. McNamara got hurt in the third game, and then that was it. And Jay, it was J.J. McCarthy's team. And then, so Cade McNamara, who has two years of eligibility left, is like deuces. Ah, it's great for these kids to be able to do this now. Deuces. I saw, that, I saw that story, and I'm like, good. Like, good that you're able to do that, and you can't, you know, you're not going to just get ride the bench for the rest of your career. Yeah. Uh, basketball last night, you see Katz uh, injury, Carl Anthony Towns yeah. with a non-contact injury last night to undergo an MRI, early optimism that he might have avoided a substantial injury to his lower right leg. I was getting the old Achilles questions on Twitter yesterday about it, because apparently I'm Achilles doctor. Yeah, I one. mean, it's, it was a not one of those non-contact ones, so it always makes Oof. you worried, but... Um... Man, what a massive blow that would be for the Timberwolves, who a lot of us thought were going to be pre- pretty dang good this year. And Speaking of injuries, your boy Ben Simmons. Last yeah. night, uh, they win. The Brooklyn Nets do over the Orlando Magic 109-102. to 102. He leaves with knee soreness, did not return. Remember, he's missed six games already this season with an injury to that same leg. So he exited in the second quarter, so more drama with Ben Simmons. And then uh, the Eagles, safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson out indefinitely after suffering a lacerated kidney. Oh, I hate when we hear, hear those kind of injuries. Oh. How brutal does that sound? Uh, just everybody pictures just a yeah. laceration like over You got hit so organ. hard that, that, that there's a cut to your, to your kidney. Leads the NFL in interceptions, by the way, yeah. with six. So that's not fun for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. We'll come up with Chris Velika, also Paul Carter, talk World Cup, also some college football with Chris Velika and with Paul and with uh, excuse me Pete Futak. I cannot wait for those discussions because I am going to be really triggered if TCU loses and doesn't get in. I have been saying for weeks now, weeks well ahead, I think of most that if TCU loses, they should still get in. Now everybody seems to be on that page. Except I don't know if the committee's going to be on that page. Yeah. So we'll get into it with them. We'll see. Let's talk some college hoops, shall we? From Three Man Weave, Kai McKeon joins us at 3MW underscore CBB. Look at that hair. Perfect hair. (laughs) Groomed perfectly. Oh, to be young. How you doing, man? You good? I'm good, Gil. Appreciate it. (laughs) So I have have a couple questions. Now, I asked this of Jim, your buddy Jim Root, last Mm -hmm. week. But now that we've seen Gonzaga play a couple more times, I'm going to ask it of you. They have a couple really bad losses. Like, they got blown out by Texas. Uh, they got blown out the other day by, was it Purdue? They got blown out by? Yeah, we'll Purdue. Get, we'll get to mm-hmm. Purdue in a minute because that's, that's another point here. So this version of Gonzaga, and by the way, they, they just got by Xavier. It was a late run that just got mm-hmm. them by Xavier. All good teams, I get it, but, but is this a lesser version of Gonzaga for sure this year? Uh, yeah, relatively speaking. We're so used to Gonzaga being so dominant and being the obvious number one team in the country these last couple of years that it does seem a little bit shocking when they, you know, quote unquote, struggle to beat good teams or, or lose to good teams. Um, I still think they're really good. I think it's a top 10 team. You could even convince me it's still top five, still have arguably the best player in the country in Timmy. Um, obviously Mark few fantastic coach. I think they'll be fine, but yes, at this moment, uh, it's clearly a lesser version than we've seen over the last couple of years. Okay, and then I asked him, are they a dead-over team? Well, Jim's answer was no. They're kind of, it's still kind of opponent-dependent with them, but I have had some success betting overs with them. Todd Wishnev, who uh, plays some in-game college basketball a lot and pre-flops them a lot over. Um, mm-hmm. when, it's a, when they're playing a team that is willing to run, it doesn't seem like you could put the totals high enough with Gonzaga. Yeah, definitely. And their defense hasn't looked quite as crisp uh, as we're used to seeing, and, and we know they can score. 
So, yeah, if you get a team that runs up and down, I would definitely lean towards the over. I'd be scared to bet the under in any Gonzaga game. So it would be a default over lean uh, and then go from there. All right, let's talk about Purdue for a second. They have been crushing Gonzaga and Duke over the weekend. Where do you fall on them in the sort of pecking order of great college basketball teams in this country? Yeah, so I was live at at both these games. I was in Portland for the PK-85. And yes, they and UConn were the two most impressive teams I saw that weekend. Uh, Purdue's awesome. Their their freshman guards are ahead of schedule. They have a point guard. He's about six foot nothing. Three star recruit from Indiana, uh, Braden Smith. He's starting for them. He's amazing. The toughest kid you've ever seen in college basketball. Uh, leads the team already as an 18 year old. Just super impressive. And then of course his buddy up front, seven foot four Zach Eady, has been dominant. Nobody can stop him. It's just a team that fits really well together. They don't do anything wrong. They don't make mistakes. And then Matt Painter doesn't get enough credit for being such a fantastic coach. Um, I believe they're, they're top five in the AP pool this week. It's deserved. And the Big Ten overall uh, looks way stronger than we anticipated early in the season. All right, so we got to talk about Zach Eady then. So Zach mm-hmm. Eady, seven foot four inches tall. His mom gets more uh, television time than anybody. Uh, right. <laughs> he, we remember him for being, I guess, a couple years ago, like, oh, what's this? And then last year being, okay, he is unbelievable, as you said, unstoppable at this point. Yes. And so these are, this is, I'll even mention the first game, but he, first game 12 and 12, well, let me see what the uh, rebounds, 12 and uh, 17, 12 and 17 the first game. But then the, here are the other double doubles the rest of the way, 30 and 11, uh, 20 and 13, 24 and 12, 23 and 7, didn't have one against Gonzaga, but then it came back with a 21 and 12 against Duke. And since the first game, where he went 4 of 13, I'm going to do the quick math here, 20 of 24, 27 of 36, 37 of 52, 44 of 65 from the floor since game number one. Um, He is now the short shot to be the Wooden Award winner. I get it. It's not as high as it was, but it's still 5 to 1. Should we not all be betting this real quick? Yeah, it's a shame this came down so much. I was in the audience, uh, and, and guys around me were saying, "Hey, Edie's twenty-five to one to win Player of the Year. Should oh, we hop on this?" Oh and my goodness! It's like, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, five to one now. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, if Purdue's a top-five team, they finish at this level, right? You default to okay, who's been dominant for them? It is Zach Edie. He's unstoppable because he's so big. He literally has the same move every time in the post. It's turnover his left shoulder, shoot a right hook shot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody can block it. He's so big, uh, and he's really good. And we saw this coming last couple of years when he was playing 15 minutes a game but putting up video game numbers still. Um, I, there's a reason he's he's a short favorite here. I, I, I agree with the move in the market, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I it, It's hard watching. It's sort of like you said. It's 5-1, it's to one, but it's hard watching a Purdue game and thinking to yourself, anyone can stop this ever because they seem to figure out mm-hmm. the interior passing with him as well the spacing on it it's just it's it's something to watch for sure uh kind of must see tv on purdue right now what about yeah. today what do you have uh college basketball wise today yeah a couple of plays today uh starting with southern miss uh they're about a 7 point favorite right now against montana uh it's just a really tough spot for montana they're traveling from air force uh they've been dealing with the flu for the past week or so um, so clearly not themselves. They also haven't covered a game on the road yet. Um, so it's it's a bit of a younger team, a team that's clearly still in flux right now. They're not themselves. And Southern Miss has done nothing wrong. Uh, they're one of the best ATS teams in the country. Um, so we would prefer to be on them versus fade them. And I think it's a good spot for them tonight against Montana. Okay. And one more you said? 
One more. It's an extra total, of course, a very niche <laughs> game for, for three-man weave. Uh, American Albany under. Uh, Albany is gutted. Currently, they have a lot of guys out of the lineup. Have to think they try to slow the game down. We'll definitely have trouble scoring. And American, uh, two of their better players have been kind of in and out of the lineup the last couple of games. Might not be out tonight, but there's a really good chance they are. If they are, it's a much stronger play. So I like the under there. About 128, I think, is the line. How about American beating Georgetown the other day? That's a yeah, big uh, inside the beltway moment for American. Yeah, how about we fire Patrick Ewing uh, yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember this a long time ago. This is well before you were even around. But uh, mm-hmm. during Georgetown's heyday, American, whose coach at the time was Ed Tapscott, beat them, and it was like this massive, unbelievable. This one wasn't quite that. But, yes, probably uh, more yeah. of a uh, – did Ewing basically saved himself with that Big East tournament run the other year? Is that what happened? Oh, oh, absolutely. And then how do you not get fired going 0-20 in the Big East last season? Uh, it's beyond me. He's a legend, of course, at the school, but that's that's insane. The 0-20 sort of calls to mind the, uh, what's the line from Anchorman with Baxter? You ate the whole wheel of cheese. Yeah. I'm not even <laughs> mad at you. I'm impressed. 0-20. That's incredible. Uh, Kai, appreciate it as always, man. Uh, we appreciate the two plays. Uh, Southern Miss and then the Albany American Under, did you say? Yes, sir. That's right. All right. Kai McKeon for three minutes. Thank you, Kai. Enjoy, man. All right. Thanks, Gil. Follow uh, him on Twitter at Kai underscore 3MW. But for all of three uh, man weaves picks at 3MW underscore CBB. I know you'll be watching that Albany American game. Oh, yeah. Locked in. Yeah. I did see that. What was it? American beating them for the first time in how many years? I want to say something. Oh, no. It was more than that. I want to say it was like, unless I missed one. The one I'm talking about is like 1982. I think you're right. So it was a long, long time. Some uh, some DMV uh, rivalry. Not really a rivalry, but when American wins, it is. We'll come back. World Cup with Paul Carr next. His thoughts on the USA on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal has been extended, y'all. Sign up today to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. You'll get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VEASAN Store, a great place to shop for VEASAN sports, betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, though, it's an extended Cyber Monday offer, and it won't last long, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from Johnny Ringo. The Stephen A. of a numbers game coming up on the edge of my seat for Pete's ridiculous takes today. <laughs> I just love that. Uh, I love Pete Few tax segments. I love them. The Stephen A. of a numbers game. So great. Just I wanna, love about just that. Just want to point that out. Um, Vegas Chump. Remember when Bob, talking about Bob DeLuca, lost his survivor entries and everyone criticized him for not hedging? Now, six weeks later, if he had continued to survive and double up his hedge each week, he'd have been in for well over 100K with no end in sight. I agree with that. We were the only ones defending Bob at every yeah. turn. Totally agree with that. Uh, Right now in the World Cup, again, this is Group A, third games of the group stage. So, again, uh, Netherlands and Cotter, really academic. Cotter's just basically playing to see if they can score a goal. Netherlands won, Cotter nil. Cotter, Qatar, Qatar, however you want to pronounce it. And Ecuador and Senegal, I want to get the, I had a first, so I have the over in the Netherlands-Cotter game. And I have a first-half draw and a full-game draw in this Ecuador-Senegal game right now in the 31st minute, nil-nil. 
to try to get that home. Which brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to Paul Carr and what's about to go down three and a half hours from now. How you doing, Paul? Joe, in three and a half hours, I'm going to be under my desk in the fetal position. <laughs> Paul Carr, by the <laughs> way, from the Expected Value Podcast, True Media Networks, of course, formerly at ESPN. Uh, did you have anything in these two games that are going on right now, by the way, just out of curiosity? Uh, I have Ecuador on the double chance, which was kind of a little bit juicy, but they just need a draw to get through. Defense has been pretty good. And Senegal needs to win this, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. So yeah. Senegal is basically in the United States position, whereas Ecuador is in the Iran position coming up. Yeah, more or less, yep. Okay, so so let's before we get to that, let's get to how you feel the United States has, has played so far. Uh, Wales and England, I feel like we played, well, at least against Wales, the first half was awesome, right? And then yep. sort of a different game after after the break. England, I just, again, this is not from a, you know, massive soccer aficionado or anything, but I feel like it's pretty much accepted that the United States played great and might have might have really got the best of that game in terms of who was dominating play. Yep, yeah, I think that's true. And this is, I have a comparison that I think is right in your wheelhouse for how I feel about how the U.S. has done so far. I like it. So, in the NFL, we often talk about how coaches are just playing to extend the game. You know, we'll kick the field goal and tie it up instead of going for a touchdown because the field goal gets us to overtime and, you know, we don't get criticized basically. So, you know, it's, I'll make an extreme example. It's fourth and goal from the one in the fourth quarter late. You're down three. A coach might kick a field goal instead of going for the touchdown and the win. I feel like that's kind of what the U.S. has done in these two games. Uh, And it's not as simple as just going for it as it is in the NFL because the other team's doing a lot of other things to try to stop you, of course. But if the U.S. had gone for the win a little bit more against either Wales, you know, get another goal early or uh, just put your foot on the throat a little bit more in the second half. Same thing against England. They had the better of the game for most of it did the U.S., but just didn't quite press enough for the goal. If they had done that, all they need is a draw here today, and a loss might even get you through. So I feel like a lot of teams pass on the advantage of pressing for a win now at the expense of, or choosing rather to extend their tournament, sort of. And you get to that last game, and all you need is a win, and hey, it sounds pretty good, and if you you lose, it's not the end of the world, but you could have done something earlier to make this one a lot easier. Yeah, this is sort of an aside, but some of you said triggered this. Are you as annoyed by soccer punditry and analysis as I am? It feels like it is so general and so not insightful. Like, I'll listen to Alexi Lalas and, and that group on uh, on Fox talking about the games, and, and all I hear is, you know, well, it's just time to play the game already. We, we've said it all, and we have what it takes to win. Like, that kind of thing. And I, I feel like there's this underlying frustration they have with the team that if it doesn't go our way, if it's a tie or a loss today, it's going to burst into what whatever soccer punditry does every time, which is the pendulum swings completely to the other side, and then they go all in on how we can't get it done and what's wrong with us and all that. Yeah, a couple thoughts on that. One is one of the challenges of covering especially a World Cup from a TV perspective, having done it, is that you're serving a audience that is 10, 15 times bigger than your average, you know, us game, MLS game, even premier league game would be meaning you have a lot more general fans. So oftentimes I think coverage in general, and you know, I've been guilty of this too, is you almost tipped a little too general instead of, you know, getting the weeds. Cause you know, people are smart and they'll figure out, they can keep up, you know, if they don't know what a term means, they'll figure it out. They're not going to turn it off because you say something they might not get. Um, and the other side, I think, 
you see this probably in tennis a lot, where it's a very insular world yes. between yeah. uh, players, agents, TV people. There's just so much overlap that sometimes that's a challenge. I mean, it's every sport deals with this in different ways because everyone's so interlaced. But yeah, it is. It's just tough sometimes for especially people straight off the pitch to you know, criticize your friends or mm. people you played with or people are going to go live near or have dinner with or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's a challenge. I think on the smaller sports, relatively speaking in the U S you see that even more just because the pool of, of talent of people is a little bit smaller. Okay. Fair. How do you, how do you see this going? U S must win to advance to the round of 16. Iran's going to be playing. We would assume very happily for a tie. I think that's how it will go. Uh, Iran's coach, Carlos Kirosh, is a kind of a legendary coach. He's been around forever. And his big thing is he is a very defensive coach. He's a very pragmatic coach. He will do what his team needs to do and has no shame about whatever it might take to get there. So I'm not playing a side in this. And that's me because I have an Iran future. So I already have this emotional hedge. Mm -hmm. So if the U.S. doesn't get out of the group, Iran almost certainly does. So I don't have a side here, but I do think the setup is going to look a lot like the England first half where both teams are cautious. You don't want to lose it early. Uh, like I said, Iran gets through with a draw and we know how they will likely play. So the one play I have on this is under half a goal in the first half again, or nil nil at halftime. Uh, I got it at plus 170 a couple days ago. It's down to like plus 135 a lot of places, which is probably lower than I would go. But that's the way I'm looking. You could think about, I think if it just do a draw in the first half, it's about even money. So that's not bad either. Okay, so under a half a goal, first half, plus 170, nil-nil in other words, depending on what markets you see. Um, okay, and then the other thing I've heard a lot is, and this is just anecdotal, but I've heard a lot of uh, we, meaning the United States, shouldn't go too crazy the first 15 minutes. You should just warm up to the game. Like that soccer kind of talk that always amuses me. You I buy into that? I mean, yes and no. It's definitely the cliche, especially anything that's a you know a final or something like this where it's you know win or go home is always cagey early. I always feel kind of like I said earlier about you know going for on fourth down. It's such an opportunity. You know, Canada did a pretty good job of this, almost to the other extreme. You know, they got that early goal against Croatia, but then didn't really dial it back yeah, enough and got yeah, blitzed. Yeah, uh, they should have had an early goal against Belgium. So I think there's something if you can do it smartly and just push for those first ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, you know, obviously you don't want to run yourselves out, but if you can do it smartly, I think it just isn't something a lot of teams expect and can give you an edge. All right. What about Wales, England, which happens uh, concurrently, same time as Iran and U.S. for Group B? I mean, everything about this game screams under. Uh, we've seen what Wales wants to do. Keep it tight. Try to nick a 1-0 win. Wales has to win and get some help to get through. Uh, so I played under two and a half at even money. It's about minus 125 now. It's about as far as I would go. But yeah, this just feels one team's going to scratch out a 1-0 win. There's always a chance English blitzes them. But the way Wales plays, I have a hard time seeing that happen. Okay, so under 2.5, Wales-England, again, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Then tomorrow, you have a uh, total play on Saudi Arabia and Mexico. More unders. We're rooting against human achievement, as I you like it. to say here. I love it. Uh, yeah, under two and a half, plus 110 is what I played it at. It's still plus money a little bit this morning in some places. Uh, Mexico's defense has been really good. You know, they lost 2-0 to Argentina, but they didn't give up many chances. Uh, they just got Lionel Messi, basically, a couple of times. Uh, and Mexico's offense is not good. They're, they're struggling to find the right combination in attack. Uh, Saudi Arabia, I think, will lock it down because they can probably get through with a draw. So, yeah, like under two and a half in this one. 
Uh, you get good price at plus money. Just not much has happened for either team, really, in this tournament from an attacking perspective. All right, so under Wales, England, under Saudi Arabia, Mexico tomorrow, and then in the United States-Iran game, first half under half a goal plus 170 from Paul Carr. If we tie or if we lose and therefore are eliminated from the 2022 World Cup, what is the what is the period of time that you need before I am allowed to text you and get your thoughts on it? Uh, you can text me as soon as you want. I have, make no promises about when I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh, man. But you know how it is with the United States. Like, we care, we care, we care. And then as soon as we're out of this thing, we go just go back to the, the sports next. we love, right? We're like, oh, football. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Uh, we're all hoping for it. Let's go. Setting, Yo, wave the flag. That's right. Wave the flag, setting it up for what uh, soccer pundits believe will be an even more serious run the next go-round for this golden generation of United States soccer players. Thank you, Paul Carr. You bet. Have a good one. Go USA. At Paul Carr, C-A-R-R, on Twitter. Chris Velika has World Cup thoughts. Uh, remember, he's the guy that bet against us when it was Algeria against the USA so many years ago. We'll see if he's betting on Iran. See if he's on brand with that. And then his college football thoughts next. Numbers game, VEASAN. The Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. And if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime. With BetMGM, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada. 
or New York. We get tweets at beating the book. D Gen Southern Gent. Uh, he was saying before the Paul Carr segment, he says, does Kelly have a good boo bird soundbite for when Paul comes on later and reminds us he has Iran to advance plus 400 in his pocket? Or maybe Kelly could play Lee Greenwood's proud to be American over Paul <laughs> while he says that. Um, we didn't get that in time. Sorry. Apologies. Rob L. Thank you, Gil, on the uh, soccer punditry comments. As much as I respect Alexi Lalas as an American soccer player, I have trouble listening to him talk for more than three minutes because he never says much. It is, it is interesting. Uh, Rick Ollier, Felica bet against the U.S.? What other skeletons does he have? Was he one of those guys who actually made money on the housing crash of 08? Note, I have no idea how any of that stuff works. <laughs> uh, he, he bet on Algeria famously in 2010 in the World Cup in the uh, what we know as the Landon Donovan game. Yeah. When the USA won. And, uh, well, it's no time like bringing Chris Felica back on with the USA in a uh, similar situation against Iran. How you doing there, Chris? <laughs> I'm 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 well. No, it's for a, uh, a trip down memory lane for for sure. But no, I uh, yeah I did better on to today. Um, look, I, I, I would I love to see the U.S. win. Yes, absolutely. But the, the way that Iran and Carlos Carlos are going to basically pack it, defend, defend, they don't have to score. U.S. has to score, and U.S. has had a ton of difficulty uh, scoring and creating. Uh, in situations like this, their, their goal against Wales came on a, on a great run on a counter that those opportunities aren't going to necessarily be there. And it may, maybe, maybe they will get a set-piece goal or maybe they will get fortunate with the penalty, but I think the way the game is going to be played will certainly lend itself towards Iran having better opportunities on counters once the U.S. potentially uh, loses the ball in close to the box to get a save, and the and the keeper gets to release one of the one of the one of the Iranian players. So, I, would I love to see the U.S. win, but I, I'm I'm playing Iran to advance. Um, that way, I get the the result and we get the win if it is, does end in a draw or uh, if Iran were to win a match. Iran to advance from Chris Velika, anti-American as always. It's his brand. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I I got I got crushed the other day. Uh, during the Wales match, because, I mean, anybody who's just watching the game with, with the half a brain that's functioning and seeing what went on in the second half, uh, with the U.S. not making any substitutions, and I, I dropped it, I'm like, hey, uh, well, that match to end in a draw, whatever it was, seems like a pretty darn good play right now, and literally, I think five minutes later, Wales scored, and the match did end in a draw. Oh, you're betting on my... I'm just trying to make <laughs> Money Trust me. Ticket. Trust me. Game, <laughs> no, not, game recognized. Game. I am. I'm on your side in terms of uh, following the almighty dollar on these. Um, still fun to make fun of you though. All right. So Chris, let's let's get to it. So the fifth of the six college football rankings happens tonight. Only the sixth one ultimately matters, but the fifth one will be interesting, I guess, for the five six positions tonight. All right. So let's do this systematically. We all agree that if Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC win. They're the four teams in the playoff. Yes, we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yep. So let's take different scenarios. If USC loses to Utah, USC currently a three-point favorite against the Utes on Friday night here in Las Vegas. If USC loses, will the will the order of Ohio State and Alabama at five six tonight tell us who will be the team in? USC loses and the other three, Georgia, Michigan, and TCU all win, in other words. I would think so because what's going to change 
with Ohio State and Alabama this weekend, then mean neither team plays. Who do you think it should be? Who do you think it should be? I think I, I think it. I think it will be Ohio State, uh, simply because they have fewer losses. Um, but I, if Alabama is fine tonight, or people making look, I get it's a different year and it's a different set of circumstances. But Alabama getting in would go against everything every committee has ever done. And, and, and look, I don't like what's Alabama's like win. I mean, they beat Texas on the row when Texas had a backup quarterback. Like, like you beat Ole Miss, who was completely collapsed. I, like, I, I don't, I don't. Look, you know, you know, I, I am normally pounding my fist for this. I want the best for the best for. But I'm not selling this year. Like, you can. The committee has a terminology where, uh, unless you feel a team is unequivocally better, we're going to these these criteria. Are you sure that like Ohio State is unequivocally better? TCU, I'm not. I'm not either. Listen, so so this gets me to the big question, and we'll leave it at this because your audio is not, not spectacular here, Chris, but I just want to ask this one thing. I've been beating for weeks now the drum of if TCU loses one game, at first I said not the Big 12 championship, and, uh, and then I said even if the Big 12 championship, that they should get in. TCU has beaten six teams that are 500 or better, and by the way, uh, all of those teams would be above 500 if they lived in a world where they didn't have to play TCU. So let's just start there. Four of those teams um, are are top 25. Now, here's the thing. They also, by the way, the worst team in their conference is Iowa State. And if the worst team in your conference is Iowa State, that means your conference is pretty good. Let's also let's also bring that into into the picture as well. And if it wasn't TCU and it was I mean, to be Big 12 relevant, Oklahoma or Texas, a brand like that that had the resume that TCU did, but they're more brand classic, if you will, we wouldn't even be having the discussion that if they lost the Big 12 championship, they would absolutely still be in. But my question to you is finally this. If TCU does lose, will the committee leapfrog them with either Ohio State or Alabama? I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think you're looking at a team that, played nine conference games. They won all of them. Uh, they're in the conference championship game. They're one of, they're one of three undefeated teams. Uh, I, I, think, I think the top three teams, Michigan, Georgia, and TCU, I, I think they're all in right now. Uh, like, like you said, if this were a 12-0 Oklahoma or 12-0 Texas in the Big 12 championship game, there wouldn't even be a, an issue, a question, a debate. Oh, uh, they've done enough. They're in. And like you look at Ohio State and TCU in terms of the resume, like they both have a way. Like like a Penn State and Kansas State are kind of ranked in the same region. Texas and and Notre Dame are kind of ranked in the same region. Like the, the, the resume is pretty. So in TCU, their schedule is infinitely better uh, than Ohio State. So I think TCU was in win or lose. And um, I, I saw there was a pretty big yes no price out there on them to make the playoff. Uh, it, it, one of the books, which t- tends to um, agree with both what you and I are thinking. Yeah, I saw that minus 1,600, which I think is, listen, I'd love to believe that that's the case, but I, you know how it is, man. I am braced because historically we should be braced for the committee to do something awful. Let me just ask you this. If, you, if it does happen, let's say if TCU loses to Kansas State, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites in the Big 12 championship on Saturday. And I'm assuming you're taking TCU in that game, are you? Uh, well, I'm 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 in a position with a 21 
piece of you. Oh, so you don't need to play. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't need to play. I'm going to play Kansas State back plus the points. Okay. Uh, On the other one, maybe thread a little needle. But here's here's the question. Do you promise me that if they do something ridiculous, TCU loses, and they put in either Ohio State or Alabama, do you promise me that with whatever airtime you have, you will go DEFCON 5 on the committee? Yes. Yes, you, you, you have my word. That, that, that's for you. you on, on Sunday, I will be on, on that the selection uh, show on Sunday. And if that happens, yeah, it'll, it'll, it probably, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be pretty. All right. What's your, we, have a, we have 60 seconds here. What's your favorite bet this weekend? I like Utah plus the points. Uh, I, I think they were favored over uh, USC in Salt Lake, so it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's the, uh, the inverse here. Uh, we, we've seen top 12 teams in this position before kind of just vomit on themselves with an opportunity to do something. But I, I think the, the matchup on the field does favor Utah. They don't necessarily turn the ball over a bunch, and that's a situation that USC has been uh, taking advantage of all year long. Teams keep committing turnovers. And then you have that Kincaid, who had a, an unbelievable first game uh, against USC in Salt Lake. I think something like 16 touches and over 200 yards. That's a natural problem. I think Don Travis Dye uh, running the ball will, will hurt USC in this instance. Um, I, I think in the, in the rematch, I think, I think Utah's going to get the win, and I do think we're going to wind up with the Ohio State backdooring their way into the, uh, the playoffs after all. All right, Chris, we got to go. Yes or no, though? If, if Is there any scenario where if Georgia or Michigan loses that either one of them is bounced entirely? No. 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 Okay. No. Just, just checking. No. Just checking. No. Chris no. Felica, everybody, the bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Oh, Kelly, I missed the opportunity to uh, ask him if he was going to change his picture to the cocaine bear. Oh, That's for will. later in the week, Chris. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll come, we'll come back. Our thoughts on college football's rankings. Pete Futak joins us. Numbers Gate Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 